0: Greetings, cadets. Jeff Heimbuck here. Now, I know it's almost Christmas time, and I know everybody's getting into the Christmas spirit, but you know how much I miss the Halloween and haunt season. And I have this interview from back in very, very early November, actually, just after Halloween, when I went to Delusion for the second time, third time? Second time. I think it was the second time. And I interviewed John Braver, the writer and director of the show. And as I said thousands and thousands of times already, uh, Delusion is by far my favorite attraction during the Halloween season. And... John was uh, kind enough to sit down and uh, talk to me for a few minutes about the show and answer a couple of questions and just a really interesting, interview and you know it took me a little while to edit together because we had a bunch of other stuff going on but i wanted to share this with you now so you guys if you're in the los angeles area next year you will go to delusion please come with me it's great i'll go a thousand times if you want me to i don't i don't mind uh but yeah so please enjoy this point five episode with john braver the writer director of delusion lies within so i am sitting here with john braver the uh creator uh, director and co-writer of delusion lies within uh and most of you guys know this is the the second year that i've been to this and i said it before and i'll say it again by far the best haunt of this season and last season i've been to so kudos for that sir i'm super impressed with this
1: well thank you for that i will send the check in the mail as we discussed (laughs) i appreciate you saying that of course (laughs) so like to me, this is the next
0: step of where haunts are going to go. This this is the, like the next evolution. It's not just people walking through a maze and people jumping out at them. This is like a full, immersive thing. H- how did this k- kind
1: of come about in your mind to begin with, when you initially came up with the delusion concept? Uh, it it kind of came about a long time ago. I don't know if anybody remembers this game, King's Quest. From, long, from long, Sierra, t- right? From Sierra, yeah. yeah. So I was a big role-playing fan. I was such, a, you know, the dorky Dungeons and Dragons pen and paper kind of guy and all that. Uh, and then when the computers came out, you know, King's Quest and all that. And the idea of like, <clears throat> you know, being a central character in a story, uh, it was sort of the first, um, first iteration of that from the pen and paper kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be kind of cool to, this was early on, I remember right when that happened, I thought it would be kind of cool to actually be in a real world and, you know, be the protagonist here. Be a character in a, in a living, breathing world, and sort of move through it, and have an inventory, and use things to further the story along. Say things to further the story, further the story along. So, it was, it was kind of born from that, from the role-playing games, mm-hmm. and a mixture of like, sort of a dislike of haunted houses. I was never really into them. I never really <laughs> liked them very much. It just it wasn't because they were, they were bad. It was just I never felt, I felt like it could. There could have been a lot deeper psychosis left in people as they, <laughs> as they leave, you know, let them, let them think about it and have, you know, come back the next couple of days and be like, oh, I remember this happening and this happened. You want it to last. Yeah. And I didn't feel like it was a lasting effect. Um, so that's really where it came from. It was about 96 was the first one in Chicago. It, yeah. Was it, it wasn't Delusion the first one, was it something <clears throat> else that you, you did or? It was, it was an, it was a play. It was an interactive play, mm-hmm. but it was seven minutes long and it was, um, it was called Haunted Play in the haunted house that's what it was (laughs) like I don't know why I left the haunted house but it was haunted play which became like the name of the company like now and um, that was yeah that was the first one and it was in my parents house and I kind of took it over and got some friends from the neighborhood to act in it and we just had the neighborhood come in we sold hot chocolate and had people go through my parents house and steal stuff and destroy it and then I couldn't do that couldn't do it there again So I did it in the neighbor's house the next year. <laughs> it's true.
0: It's, it's it's to me it's interesting that you compare it to King's Quest because like I grew up playing King's Quest and like, Loser Suit Larry probably at an age I oh, should yeah. not have been playing those games. For but sure. it, it now it like it totally clicks in my head that you know you're you giving items in here and you acquire items and you use them later on. It's totally that kind of concept and that's actually yeah. really really cool. They take that away from that now. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's fun. It's um, super fun. So, again, this is my second year doing this. This. Delusion overall, and to me, I can't even fathom how much of an undertaking it is for you to actually pull this together. H- how long does it take for you to
1: do this every year? Is it like a year-long thing you prepare for, or? Uh, yeah, it's it's a I call it a, a hideous <laughs> goddess. It really, <laughs> it really is. It's a. It's it's tough. But it's basically, I have to find the venue. Mm-hmm. You know, I have like a book of ideas that I kind of want to play with, and then <clears throat> I just have to find the venue. And finding a venue is the, easily the hardest part. Mm-hmm. I can go on for months, trying to explain to people what you're trying to do, get the right place that fits the story. Because every place we've been to, the venue is a character in the story. Yeah. And um, it's tough to find. I mean, L.A. has some gems. You know, we've been lucky to have... This is the fourth one we've gotten. Actually, the third one. But... Um... It's once you find the venue, then I write it. And this year, I brought in a co-writer, Peter Cameron, who's an amazing young writer. And he and I spent about four weeks writing it mm-hmm. in here, in the house. you wandering. were actually in the house when you were writing it. Most of the time, I was here writing it yeah, That's in excellent. the house, <laughs> just wandering around. And then, and then I would leave, and I go to the library, and I write there. Uh, once I, because I can imagine everything, and sometimes I don't want to breathe all the dust. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's about four weeks, and then. Um, and then we bring in the team, and it took about seven to eight weeks of pre-production to kind of do the build. And uh, so I'd say it's it's about three, three months, I'd say, to really wow. get this thing going mm-hmm. uh, properly. But it's a big undertaking. We have an amazing crew. And we still are kind of like a mom-and-pop shop kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I have two producers, Brandon and Sarah, that are great, and my assistant director, Victor, and uh, production coordinator, Jackie. These are, like, their core people. And mm-hmm. Ian, our sound and lighting guy, and we all just kind of... Do what we can to make it happen. And it's a lot of sleep last night. Last year was mostly like sleepless nights. That was, really? Because <laughs> we were dealing with neighborhood issues too, and that was a, just a but um, lots of added stress. So we slept like an hour every night. That's, it was it was ridiculous.
0: That's ins- I mean, because I remember we were like one of the last nights that went last year before you know the extended run was canceled because of mm-hmm. the neighborhood, and we were so thankful that we got to experience it, but then we felt so bad for everyone else who could not go back again because it was it was incredible last year and that location was just I guess it just fit it really well, that whole church yeah. location. Oh, it did. Um, yeah. It
1: was it was really cool.
0: And one of the things I especially like is how you kind of start the story before anybody goes in. Like, for instance, here, you know, you have pages from Elena's books are out. Um, mm-hmm. You have one of the characters, she comes out and she wanders around and she talks. You have the, the gramophone thing with the, the story coming out. And mm-hmm. that really draws people into the world before it actually starts. Was that... Uh, you know, does that come later on in the process, or is that part of the writing process initially when you're writing the actual show?
1: Um, it's it's always a it's always a part of it, but it's always put off to when the script is done, and then it kind of added as an ancillary um, addition to the story. But it it has to be. I mean, once you step in here, you if you can if you can get people prepped and get in the mood and get in the theme of it, then it just it just goes such a long way towards connecting with the story. And it's all really about the story at the in the end. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I finish the script and then I work on the bar aspect of it the lounge and all that other stuff. Because then the script is, you know, obviously it's the hardest part. So once that's done, I'm like, okay, now what are the little Easter eggs we can do? What are the little things we can do? So
0: yeah, I, we must have spent like a half hour like going through all this stuff last time like reading that stuff. And then I sat
1: by a chair for a while just listening to what you said. So it was great to get that oh, experience cool beforehand. And you know what's cool is like people are writing fan fiction about this now. I We're was actually going to ask email about that. It's so cool, man. I'm like, oh my god! It's totally entered the world of like, Comic Con <laughs> sort of fans that that are taking it upon themselves and like the story so much that they're they email me about, oh, what, so what's you know what's Spindle's backstory? What's little Jeremy? Or is is Glenda? Oh. oh, someone's alarm went off. So what's alarm? Right. R- we gotta get out of here. No, <laughs> that's it. Okay. <We're> c- <laughs> 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 yep, that's the end. Well, we got this recorded. Uh, Thank you very much, L.A., and everybody who came to the show. We're done. And it's been a good run. Wow, that thing's really going. Thank you. Oh, there we go. Hey! Good you're allowed to continue the show. (laughs) This this neighborhood's used to it. They have planes, helicopters, car crash last night right in the corner over here. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Big... uh, Terrorist group came running. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, how is this neighborhood in relation to ISIS last year? Came here. Uh, what's that? How is this neighborhood in relation to last year? Oh, like is it neighbor- more
0: welcoming? Is it more like it less is- problems?
1: Yes, yes, less problems. We still have to have, have to have to connect with the neighborhood and let them know what we're doing because it's still they still wonder what's going on here. And this has been a an area. This has been a house that sort of has a bit of. Tarnished history where they've had raves here, and the neighborhood has not been happy about really? the fact that uh, this house is that nothing's been done with this house in like over 10 years. <laughs> so, what we're trying to do is like raise awareness of you know, that this byproduct of the show is people are coming to the West Adams district, people mm-hmm. who don't know this area at all, and start seeing these amazing places and say, oh My god, these places exist. It's a hundred year old mansion yeah. here, and there's another one around the corner, and they're all over the place. And hopefully, people will like it shines a spotlight on it. Yeah, and, and the owners are now going to start doing some renovation and you know they're gonna actually get on it so that's yeah, the stuff. house is gorgeous I mean the house is it's beautiful the two
0: times we've been in there I still have no idea of the layout of the house just because we're running up and down and left and oh, right but like what we can see is
1: gorgeous in there it's fantastic yeah it's beautiful <laughs> it's such a beautiful place. yeah this one especially is more of like a labyrinth yeah you really don't know where you are and I think you definitely
0: added that, you know, into the story really well. And you made it come alive as a character because it did feel like the house was alive. Just, you know, the creaking of the wood and just yeah. things happening was pretty frightening. <laughs> I added
1: a few creakings of the wood in the soundtrack. <laughs> a little bit extra stuff in the basement, especially. Um, yeah. So now that this year's kind of wrapping up, I'm assuming you already have an idea for what you're going to do for next year. I have an idea. Yes, I have, an, I have a concept, I have an idea I'm, I'm working on now. For either it 's going to be the next show, the next seasonal show or mm-hmm. we 're working on a year round show what we would like to do is purchase a place here in l a mm-hmm. hopefully downtown Culver, downtown l a or or Culver City. One of those two areas we'll have like a year round delusion show awesome. interactive theater and we 'll have our a bar and we 'll kind of try to keep that going and that I have an idea for that sort of bigger. Epic yeah. show, and I don't know if I can get more epic than this. This one was pretty epic no. this year. <laughs> well, that's cool, well, thanks, man. <laughs> no, I love. Yeah, I love. This is my favorite. I mean, I, I love, I love all of them, but not, last year, was, I don't know, it was a tough one, but it was it was cool. It was really cool. But this year is special for me. I think this is the most well-rounded and exciting and adventurous story. Like people, funny thing is, people would say, "Oh, is it really scary? Is it? Is it like it's all about." being scared Mm -hmm. all the time. And I would, any interview I would do or talk to anybody about it, I'd be like, well, it's not so much about being scared. Like it's not, it's an adventure. This one's more of an adventure. Yes, there are terrifying moments. It's very frightening, very frightening, very eerie moments, but it's, it's an adventure. Yeah. And more than any other year. (laughs) Um, so that's why this can exist in March. It can exist in June, any, any other time. Now, does this story kind of take
0: place in the same universe as all the other ones you've done? Cuz I noticed like the years kind of progress a- as
1: they've gone on. So mm-hmm. is it the
0: same kind of universe or is it separate?
1: Uh, I'll say it's in the same it's in the same universe. It's in the same delusion world. That's mm-hmm. why I, sort of delusion and the title, delusion the title. Like, but it's it does exist these characters, this this uh, story exists in the delusion world it's as uh, maybe it's on another planet or it's um, across the other side of the world awesome. but it's I'm trying to a more of an ultimate goal is to build like a, a sort of a universe mm-hmm. around delusion and have either write novels or we're developing a film version of the first two years mm-hmm. and then I'd like to develop a film version of this one too but I think and I did, I did this short film called The Hypnotist. Which I totally and missed at Scare LA, and I was so upset.
0: Oh. I wasn't there the Saturday when you guys played it, and I was hoping they were going to replay it on Sunday.
1: Oh, and they well, we have a private party on Wednesday. Really? If you want to come. I may want to. What do we do on Wednesday? to
0: find a babysitter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Wednesday, well, let's talk after this. Okay. <laughs> I'll cut but, um, that part out. <laughs> there you go. Posted
0: it but, yeah. yeah,
1: we're going to do a screening of that here. Oh, that's awesome. So, that's cool. But that speaking about The Hypnotist, it's a... <clears throat> that takes place um, in in the future, basically like uh, 2025, somewhere around there. But it's basically uh, the lineage of the Dr. Lowell character from 2011 and 12. It's a mm-hmm. psychiatrist that's sort of evolved his patients, figured out a way to unlock certain potential within his patients' brains. And so one of his descendants is the, the, main, the protagonist in The Hypnotist. So there's mm-hmm. a connection there that <clears throat> is very unspoken. I just spoke it. So. <laughs> now people will know. Yeah. Hardcore fans will know now. I don't know.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well thank you very much and again this was fantastic. My favorite Haunt of the Year, second year in a row. So I'm oh, really cool. super excited for next year and whatever year-round thing you eventually come up with. I'm uh, super psyched.
1: So that's thank cool. you sir. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks man. Um Where, where can, just as a final plug, where can yeah. people find Delusion on the Internet? Well, so go to the website enterdelusion.com They'll get all the news, updates, make sure they subscribe, because especially make sure you subscribe, because people are like, how can I get tickets? Tickets are sold out. Subscribers always get first crack at tickets. Mm. And thank God, you know, knock on wood, they've been selling out pretty quick. Yes. So (laughs) that's the way to do it. Subscribe. We don't inundate people with mail or anything like that. It's mostly important news. Yeah. Um, But that's the way to do it. And Facebook, you know, Facebook, Twitter, (laughs) Instagram, uh, Tinder. (laughs) No. we're not on Tinder. You mentioned you could do that with Tinder. The, the alchemist Tinder. is on Tinder. I'm going to swipe right for him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then he comes back. You swipe right, but then he like eeks his way back yeah. into your screen. He's like, I don't think so. Get back here. <laughs> oh, he's on he's on Grinder. <laughs> yeah.
0: If you've seen the show this year, you will totally get what we're talking about. But if yeah. not, you'll have to come back
1: and, and see it. And they're scorpions, up. by the way. Come, come. They're real scorpions. Are they real? The show. They're real All of them? scorp. All of them are real. Seriously. Because I told 56 her. 56 real scorpions. Holy crap. I was like, no, they're not real. That
0: one's been there for a long time. They're all real. They were like, real. some of them were moving, some of them were not. And she's like, no, maybe they're animatronic. So I'm like, those are pretty small robots, dear. I don't know. They look pretty real yeah. to me. And then yeah, they they're... started moving more once the light went on. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And yeah. he said he was going to let them out. And that's when I freaked out. Yes. Oh, dude. That yeah, was people, frightening.
1: I love that moment. People are like, oh, the props, props. They start moving. Uh, yeah.
0: Really? <laughs> Oh no, that's really moving. Yeah. Oh no, I don't the like fireworks. Do you have a favorite moment from this year's show here, or uh, are they all like standouts <clears throat> for you?
1: I think you know, it's it just sounds so silly, but like, I, there's some, there's a lot of really cool moments. <clears throat> Sorry, a lot of really cool moments this year. I think, um, but I, like, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. There's one that I won't ruin, but it's a special moment um, in the study. In um, in the study, that's kind of a. Something that nobody sees really coming. And yes, then, yeah, then I agree. <laughs> and then there's another one. My, I think my favorite, like, two cinematic sort of, something that I could see in the feature version would be the typewriter. There's a room where you're sitting at a typewriter trying to write, well, I don't want to ruin it, but, like, you're you're interacting with this typewriter and, and this nurse that's coming after you. That was me
0: tonight. <clears throat> that was you? Yeah. Was and there are lightning tonight. flashes, yes. right?
1: So lightning flashes are illuminating this nurse, and, and that's all you see. And that's a really cool visual. I just feel like that's a eerie moment. Yes. And then And then the finale down in the basement, sort of seeing the final moment, seeing again. I don't want to ruin yeah, it. Yeah, don't like, ruin it. But it's but there's a it's a very iconic sort of image there at yeah. the end. And I think those two mixed with the ones the plenty that I can't say. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I'm happy with it. I'm. I'm I'm proud of this story. Yeah, rightfully so, because, again, it's
0: amazing. So if you're in the area uh, next year for the Halloween haunt season, I don't want
1: to classify this as a haunt because I feel like it's so much more than that, but it kind of gets lumped in with that
0: other stuff, too. It it does,
1: because we're in in that season. Yeah. We we just call it interactive theater. (laughs) There we go. Perfect.
0: Interactive theater. But uh, definitely check it out. Again, John, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate it. And for the great show. My pleasure. (laughs)